0: Thank you for calling MJH Insurance and Financial Services. If you wish to dial through to one of our agents, press 101 for Sean, 102 for Kim, or Hey, you just Joey. Sean, it's Joey Gingola. How you doing? Great. How about yourself? This is insurance in your own words from the people who are living and breathing it every day and are struggling to figure out where this industry is going and what they need to do to stay ahead. Hosted by me, Joey Gingola get into it yeah and that makes sense yeah no i'm glad we're having this conversation because i i guess i thought i was doing us like a service by by narrowing in on just personal lines i'm glad we're having this conversation too how's my buddy sean halpin of mjnh insurance in gardner kansas and yes the idea of i thought i was identifying a niche with personal lines this is a, this is this is a tricky conversation right this is a <clears throat> don't know exactly how to you've you got to look at it in the terms in my experience and levels right it really comes down to how how many checkboxes how many rungs down the ladder you need to go until it is uh, targeted enough, but not too narrow. And I think that's finding that balance is the thing that often becomes a concern. With um, you know, with somebody that is trying to identify that thing, is how far is too far? How much is too much? How much is too little? All of those questions. And. You know, I mean, again, it first starts really simply. Think commercial or personal, at least in terms of focusing your efforts on the internet for a very specific duration of time. Personal lines or commercial lines? That's your first rung, your first box. If that needs checked. And then from there, it just gets broken down into, all right, personal lines. That's pretty broad. That's home, auto, umbrella, whatever. Maybe toss in some life insurance if you want. I mean, there's a lot of different things that you can mix in there that could be potential personal lines. Another box. Is it home? Is it auto? Is it an umbrella? Eh, it's probably not a good idea, but you get what I'm saying, right? Then it could get even more specific as to, I want homeowners insurance, or well, obviously that's personal, that's homeowners insurance. And then we start talking about the territory, your turf, the geography in which you feel either capable or just able to sell in. And that's another big part of the equation. And something that needs to be focused on, needs to be intentional, because if it is not, it feels like we've done this show, I mean, it feels like I've done this show, this type of show, I don't even know how many times, at least five, probably more like ten. But every time it comes up, it's so important, because it, it, it's if you're going to spend the time, if you're going to make what some might consider, I would agree, the investment in the content, the assets that will continue to drive uh, you know, business, business, uh, to your agency, you're going to want to make sure that, that you're going to be able to do something about it. And that's where, you know, really dedicating yourself to how specific you need to go and then and then really understanding where you can sell it. Yeah, yeah, I'm personally licensed in both, and, this, and, and the agency's licensed in, in Colorado as well. But, I mean, yeah, to, to, to be simple, like, yeah, I mean, Kansas, that's you know, right. the overall majority. Everyone's got that state where like, and Sally moved to and had a couple of her bingo friends relocate with her, so, hey, why not? Let's just go ahead, get a license, grab a license for that state. And I like, you know, what Sean says, you know, it's mostly Kansas, right? That's, you know, yeah, they're licensed in, you know, maybe – just a few other states, but it's mostly Kansas. And it's that it's that being honest with yourself to where, you know, just because you got the licenses in there doesn't mean you are actually active in understanding the markets, understanding uh, what's really working, what's not in those areas. And, and that's, that's also a very important part, right? Because, you know, we will posture sometimes and I appreciate Sean's honesty, you know, we'll say, oh yeah, I've, I've got a license here, here, here and here, but really like 95, 98, even maybe 99.5% of your book of business is in that one state is in your home state. And again, aunt Sally and her few bingo friends are the ones that are just taking up that extra state or two. And it's a big part of, of the, the realization process of, of having this conversation of understanding what the focus could potentially be. And, um, you know, that's, that's exactly, if we go back to, uh, the show, the episode last Friday on, on agency nation sound, uh, Oh boy, the, the future generation needs to be more specific or something like that. I don't know. The future expert needs to be more specific. There we go. That's the, that's the headline of that episode. Um, you know, that's really specific. That's like crazy specific. And this is the one, the one fear that I have just from a, what are we actually providing? Yes, we want to say service, but from a knowledge standpoint, when we have people that are diving that deep on, on one thing, there really is no room in that scenario for extra Well, I mean, I don't know if I say competition, but there's, it's just hard to really have a conversation that is even of the same caliber when somebody can go that deep on that one thing. And I'm not saying that everybody needs to get to that level, but just to understand and respect the possibility of what is out there of, of how deep that expertise is. And that's not to say that more cannot be developed over time. I might argue that you might need just more human beings to develop them, as opposed to, you know, having one person be extremely knowledgeable on three, four, five, six, that sounds ridiculous, you know, niches, so to speak. Because the one thing that you can't assume, the one thing that again understanding how many boxes you need to check how far you need to segment how far you need to make this thing narrow down and then really dedicating to the area the the bigger thing the bigger thing is is not assuming what might come with it you know like anytime we're working I mean obviously anytime we're working on an auto or a home or we're, we're bundling everything together anyway so I guess that's why I assume that well if we're doing well in, in either one of these categories. Like if they're looking for renters insurance and we're going to get their car insurance, you know, and that kind of thing. So. Well, I just, I might have to say not so fast. And that's because I think this is, this is something that I, you know, falsely assumed for, for a while that when you start to focus and attract business online, there, there's a certain personality shift than what might generally come with the person who walked in off the street who who has been referred who has just known of you and or the agency for a long time and the people that find you you've you the what you've done for them in their life you've served a very focus of focused a very specific purpose a very utilitarian i think that's the right word purpose to solving one of their problems and you've done it better. I'm assuming in most cases than anybody else that, that really had a shot to do it. And it's, it's, that's the thing that they, that they value most in you. Right. And they also like to keep things contained. They came to you for this very specific thing. It's not a natural thought and, or feeling to want to, commingle other business, even though it is convenient for you and possibly them. And really just obviously works out well for, for the agent because more business is good. I'm not saying that to cross sell. I'm just saying that you're fighting, uh, an assumption and expectation that might not align with your goals and the client's goals. And that's where it really comes into play, right? Understanding the nature of that business. That's the one thing that, you know, uh, attracting, drawing people to you, uh, that have no previous knowledge outside of the information that you share freely to again, create such an attraction. It's, it's really the, the relationship is started in, in a very unique position, very unique circumstance as to, they trust you for that thing. They trust you to do that better than anybody else going through a traditional sales process of all the things that you could potentially offer might not be something that they are looking for. And that's something that you need to pay attention to. But again, it doesn't mean that you can't cross sell. It just means that you need to be more intentional about how you do it and when you do it, because then you will have again really made an attempt to come out on top of presenting the best, possible buzzword experience that they can possibly have and that's where you know i think there there is a bit of a misalignment right there is a uh there there are assumptions being made where you know you think you might have it drilled down enough you might be able to expand or contract or not quite be really sure where you want to be drawing the business in from. And then finally, you know, you're going to have issues assuming a cross sale is coming when it is anything but guaranteed and instead becomes a reminder of just how hard and timely you need to kind of be to get it. That's really the the main thesis. The main problem is making sure that those things are always in mind, because if they are not, if if even just one of them isn't, if just one of them isn't, it could sabotage the entire strategy. Have you ever played the I Can't Believe You Made That Decision game? And I mean, of course, there are quite a few different interpretations that could be applied to it, and depending on the level of the rating of the game, you can really just go in whichever direction you want. However, this is the, really, I just need help with this. I'm not sure if any of you out there have have made such a questionable decision, but have you ever seen somebody get to a point where they said, you know what, I really, I just want a really nice car." You want a nice car I'm gonna go a luxury brand car you know it sounds really good a luxury brand station wagon that's what I need that's exactly what I need in my life right now I need to make a really nice car work extremely hard to look like a really nice car I just don't get it if I'm buying a Mercedes I don't want it to be a station wagon it's kind of like For all my baseball fans out there, it's kind of like watching Dennis Eckersley wear a suit and tie. never seen somebody make a suit and tie work so hard to look like a suit and tie. And the luxury car station wagon. I feel like there are infinitely better options, and I can't really understand where somebody would be in their life to get to that point. It's just a lot of wasted... I don't understand. Maybe it's a good price. Maybe it's a good deal. Maybe that's how you got in the luxury game anyways. I don't know. I'm just saying. If you drive a luxury station wagon, enjoy it. AgencyNation.com. I will gladly uh, take the verbal berating that I probably deserve. My apologies. I'm just curious. A decision you don't have to worry about being questionable is coming to Elevate 2019 in New Orleans. Louisiana, March 24th, 25th, and 26th. That is definitely one thing that, yeah, you should probably do. Head over to elevateconference.com. Grab your ticket today to, again, hang out with a bunch of awesome, really cool people and just, yeah, have a good time. Elevateconference.com.